He goes around a lot of different churches. And he goes, you walk into some and they're dead. There's no singing. You walk into others and there's a lot of singing. And I like our little church, man. It's a lot of singing. It's the right singing. I had a preacher, a good friend of mine walked in here one day. And the first time he'd ever been in this church, he walked right back there. And he looked in here and he goes, he goes, where did you come from? I'm like, what do you mean where did I come from? He goes, I should have known about you. I said, why? He goes, because you got the right songbook. I think the great hymns of faith is the right songbook. You know why I know that? I've been around a lot of churches and I've seen the response. You walk into a church and they got some other songbook other than that one right there or something very similar to that. And it's just a dead, dead, dead orthodox. It's just dead. I've walked into hundreds of churches. I bet you guys, Brother Dave, same thing. You walk in hundreds of churches and you got a copy of that sitting there and you get a piano player and get somebody up here who can sing and, and use this thing and let y'all sing with it. Brother, you're talking about you can shout the roof off of a building before the service ever gets started. I'm telling you, man, this thing is, is the greatest thing in the whole wide world. Uh, you can always watch the temperature of a church by the songs they sing. This guy was saying, I'm like, man, I said, that, and this guy's kind of a, a liberal kind of guy. He was, he was, he said, true worship, man, is, it starts right out here in the pews. And that's where the church starts. Take your Bibles, turn to John. John chapter, I was sitting there reading my Bible and the Lord gave me this and, and uh, it's an older message I have, but as I was reading through there, uh, I looked at it and said, man, I like to preach. I like that. I like these messages. John chapter nine. I like, I like blind people. Once I was blind, but now I see. Man, I tell you what, I like my Bible. Chapter 9, verse 1, it says, and Jesus passed by. Aren't you glad he passed by today? I am, man. I don't know about you, but I'm tickled pink he passed by my way. And Jesus passed by. He saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of this world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay uh, of spit. He spit on a guy, man. People get all mad you spit on him. And he anointed, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man which, uh, with the clay. And he said to him, go wash uh, in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way. Uh, therefore, and washed and came seen. Father, again, thank you for your many blessings. Uh, Lord, thank you for the day that you spit on me. Uh, Lord, boy, I'm sure glad it's, it's been a 43 years, Lord, of, of just being able to, to walk down the road with you and talk with you and, and just have fun uh, in church, Lord, and uh, out by myself somewhere. I can still have fun with you. Uh, Lord, it's, been, it's just been a pleasure. Lord, I just want to thank you for that. For everybody today, uh, Lord, uh, if you had to open my eyes, I'd still be blind, but you opened them, Lord, that I could see. And Lord, uh, help us to get uh, the, the message out of this precious uh, portion of Scripture this morning. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but I like my Bible, man. I like it when it talks to me. I like it when I can read it, and I can, I can actually apply that to me, where it looks like, hey, Lord, you're talking right to me. Uh, you know what's wrong with a lot of our churches today? You are never talked to. You don't understand who you are. You need to understand who you are. When you got saved, you just didn't get saved. You, you became a child of the king. Amen. How come you don't act like it? Because you go to church, they tell, oh, well, you do this, do this. I think you ought to get, get a job. I think you ought to do the best job you can for the employer you work for. Amen. But that is like a far cry from serving Jesus Christ. 
I like serving Jesus Christ, man. I think it's a great thing. Uh, verse 1 says, and Jesus passed by. You remember when Jesus passed by you? Well, I'll never forget that day, man. I'll never forget it. <laughs> and mine was like a long two or three month period where he was dealing with me. And, and uh, I was sitting there and I mean, I was having a, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I just sit out on the back porch and look up at the sky and talk to her. I thought, that's what you're supposed to do. And they send us to the Catholic Church and you talk to the priest. Surely if I can talk to the priest and he hears me, I can talk to the Lord. So I sit out in the backyard and say, hey, I'm reading this thing. It makes no sense. It looks like I'm in lots of trouble. What do you think about that? Hey, hey, it looks like you're not the problem that I am. I knew that when I was lost. You know you're the problem. It's always you. It's never him. If you don't understand, that's still your problem. <laughs> you know what you ought to do? You ought to figure out how to understand, man. I like this thing. Man, I didn't mean to run you off so soon. I'm joking. She's a, she's a sweetheart. She's got a little baby, man. She's got to go take care of her baby. But Jesus passed by and he saw a man which was blind from his birth. It's never an accident when Jesus walks by. Never. Ever. Man, I'm telling you what, he's, he reads your thoughts. I just want you to know that. He knows what you're thinking. He's better than Santa Claus. <laughs> he knows what you are thinking. Or he knows what, how's it go? I don't, he knows when you're awake. He's be good or bad or whatever, for goodness sake, man. You might as well hang that up. You'll never be good. There's none good, no, not one. So Santa Claus is all wrong. Uh, oh, man, I just messed up. Oh, man, the kid's going to just hate me. But that's okay. I'll give you gummy bears after church. I'll, they'll forget. Kids forget. Man, they forgive real easy. But you know what? He's sitting here, and as, as he's reading that, he's, he's walking by this thing, and he's got his disciples with him, and, and they really have no... I mean, there's people hurting all over the place. Brethren, the same, it's the same today as it was yesterday, as it was 5,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, a year ago. It's the same thing. There's always people hurting. And no matter where you go, you're going to see it. And his disciples said, you get... I had this guy drive up to me yesterday, and he's got a car nicer than I'm driving. And he goes, oh, I'm from California. He's got a Ohio license plate on his car. I'm from California, and I ain't got no money. Can you give me some money? I said, no, I ain't going to give you no money. I said, all I got is a credit card. Oh, could you fill my tank up with gas? I said, I ain't going to. I said, you're from California. You got an Ohio license plate. What is that? He drives off. <laughs> He's like, you're not supposed to know that stuff. I mean, well, you know, look, you idiot. If you're going to come up and tell me this story, at least get a California license plate where it looks good. Brother, I tell you what, Jesus, when he goes by, he always has the answer. And he knows exactly what the disciples are sitting there going, oh, Lord, it's just another blind man. They're blind, blind, blind and lame, and they got leprosy all over the place. And, and Jesus said, I, but I came to seek and save that which was lost. He came to do exactly, he came to do his father's will. He says that here in just a second. That's what he came to do. He's, it's never an accident when Jesus walks by. It's never an accident. Uh, a church service, is a not, it's not an accident to get God in your church. It's not an accident. It's not an accident to get him in your life. That's no accident. You have to be sitting there. There's got to be something wrong with you. You know what's wrong with this guy? He's blind. He knows he's blind. He's out there begging for money. He's got a reason to be there. He knows he's blind. The Lord knows he's blind. You know what's wrong with a lot of people? They don't know what they are. I like Billy Sunday, man. Billy Sunday. And his disciples ask, you know, simple question. I don't know why we do this. Uh, we look at people all the time, and we, we kind of look at them and say, well, they're where they're at because of, or they did this and they did. You have no idea in, in somebody's life why they're where they're at. This man right here, the disciples, hanging out with Jesus. You'd think if anybody had a right, they would. Uh, and his disciples ask him, saying, Master, who did sin? 
That's the first thing we look at when people start having problems in life. Oh, you got caught, didn't you? This is what, be not deceived, God is not mocked. You know, sometimes that's not the answer. Sometimes God allows stuff in people's lives to get them where they want to be. I like Billy Sunday, man. I think sin sometimes is the problem. And sometimes we don't deal with it the right way. Billy Sunday, man, he's, see, these new Christians today, we can't handle the way Billy, I like Billy Sunday. If I could get him in here preaching, I'd get him in here today, man. I mean, I just like him. He said, one reason sin flourishes is that it is treated like a cream puff instead of a rattlesnake. You know what? You sit there and you go to do something. You go, should I do this? Should I not? Man, it's God. No, man, that thing's going to bite you and kill you. I like it. It says, this book will keep you from your sin or sin will keep you from this book. I know that personally. I get all wicked and backslidden, and I, you know I don't want to read my Bible? I woke up 3 o'clock this morning, actually about 2.30, I got up, and, and I was sweating and everything, and, and uh, I'm like, Lord, I'm behind on my Bible reading. He goes, yep, you are. I said, well, can this be like a, one of them days where I could be okay? Because I know I told you that I would never get behind the pulpit if I was back in my Bible reading, and it was like silence on the net. I'm like, rats, man. I said, you're going to make me do this, aren't you? You're going to make me get all caught up, and then you're going to make me get my sermon and my Sunday school lesson, aren't you? That's what you're going to do. Silence on the net. He said, what did you say? I said, I told you I would never get behind the pulpit if I was behind my Bible reading, not that I knew. He goes, do you know? I said, I know. He goes, okay, enough said. You know what I did? I'm sitting there reading my Bible, man. Get me some coffee, start reading my Bible, get all caught up. And then as I'm reading my Bible, he tells me to preach this. I'm sitting there going, well, what do you know about that? And he goes, I'll help you out. But you're going to have to do what I tell you to do. I got five, six, seven hundred sermons. I could have went and just picked any one. But this is the one he told me to pick. I'm sitting there going, okay, man, I like that. And, and some of this stuff wasn't in here before. Like this right here. Uh, here's Billy Sunday again. I believe that a long step toward public morality will have to be taken when sins are called out by the right name. I believe that a long step toward. You know what's wrong with our country? We won't call sin, sin. But you got to watch sometimes everything isn't sin. I know for all of sin to come short of glory of God. I know there's none righteous, no one. No, I know what we're all a mess. But sometimes sin just isn't in. And Billy Sunday, man, I mean, you, you get back in the days when those men were preaching, Philadelphia Church Age, right toward the end of that thing. And I'm telling you what, there was, some, there was some preaching going on, and there were some people getting their hearts right, and things were done the right way. You know what worship is? We come to church now, and, and people say, well, you didn't give me nothing. That's not church. It's the other way around. You got it backwards. That's an entitlement community we got. Man, y'all say I'm yelling. I'm yelling, man. I got a lady back here with a tomato. She done showed me the tomato. And she said, you haven't preached for a couple weeks, and I got this tomato. <laughs> and if you, if you, yeah, Tim back Bachman, he's going to tell you it's Sandy. But Sandy got a tomato. And I'm hoping Sandy throws the tomato because I know she ain't got a very good arm. It's going to land right here in the front pew somewhere. It's going to hit one of them. But brethren, sin, sin is atrocious to God. No sin. That's what happened to Jesus Christ. You ought to go read Isaiah 53. That's what happened to your Lord because of what we've done. And our nation has forgotten that. Our people have forgotten that. What's worse is the church has forgotten that. 
these guys right here, all the apostles are saying, hey, is, is, did this guy sin? Here's a guy blind sitting there. Uh, I mean, he's just trying to worry about the next meal. And he's just sitting there. Or was it his mom and dad? Is he suffering because of his mom and dad? No. He goes that he was born blind. A revival does two things. We're getting ready to go on a revival this week. He does two things. First, it turns the church from her back. You know, you're a bunch of backslidden dogs. We're going to start revival Monday, Sunday. And we got, we got him in a nice hotel. I'm going to give him the church fan. Uh, food, food, everything else. He's going to be well taken care of. He's going to be really fired up to come in here and preach at us. But a revival is to get the church from a backslidden state back into a place where they're moving forward with the Lord again. And it's to tell sinners that, hey, you're a sinner and you need to get right and you need to get in church. You need to get back to God. You need to get saved. That's what sin, sin will take you further than you ever want to go and keep you longer than you ever want to say. Sometimes the devil's so slick in that stuff, man, he'll do that. And these disciples do that. They've seen all that stuff. But the Lord said, no, Jesus answers verse 3. He goes, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents sinned. Sin is not always the cause. You know what the cause is? In this case right here, verse, uh, at the end of that verse it says, but that the works of God should be manifested in him. You know what the Lord did? This man is probably 20 years old or plus. He, he's over 20. Uh, they're asking his mom and dad a question, and they're scared to death because they're afraid to get kicked out of the synagogue. You know, it's nothing, nothing wrong with getting kicked out of the wrong church. Now, if you're in here today and you think that you're in the wrong church here and you want to get kicked out, come talk to me. I'll kick you out. If that's, I've never kicked anybody out. Well, maybe one or two, but uh, that's over a period of 15, 16, 17 years. Uh, most people, when you really hit them with the word of God, man, they're just like out the door. You don't really have to. And then they say, well, you're an ogre. I'm like, man. But my wife says, but you're a cute ogre. <laughs> the, I like this book, man. I like this book because this thing right here tells me where I am deficient and the areas I need to correct and how to correct them. And I like that song. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just, you ever looked at the stars at night? It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars. I mean, all that stuff out there took him a week. He's been doing this thing for 43 years. And it's still a mess. Man, I tell you what, humans are messed up. You can build an entire universe, and it just stays out there and does everything you want. For billions and billions and billions of years. No, for 6,000 years, it's still doing exactly what he had to do. And I'm sitting there going, man, people say, you really believe the earth, the universe is 6,000 years old? Yeah. I believe my God can do whatever he wants to do. I, I just really don't have no problem with him going poof, and there it is. You know what? He did that to my soul one night. He says, you want to be saved? I said, yes. He goes, poof, it's forever. How about that? It took me five years to figure that thing out. Well, when he poofs you, I mean, it's not one of the things that just all comes in at one time. It takes some time. You've got to grow into it. But, but, man, here's some people. Here, you take Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't sin. They got thrown in the fiery furnace. And you sit there and go, look, yeah, but, oh, they're not doing what the government, the Bible says. Obey them to have the rule over you. Yeah, unless it goes against God. You got to come to a place where you got a line. You draw the line. I'll do, I'll dwell with them according to knowledge. <laughs> My wife and me, I, we do that all the time. 
But I mean, I will walk with anybody as far as I can down the right road. But if it comes to a place where I can no longer do that, they're gone. Or I'm gone. I'm going to do the right thing. As soon as I understand it, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm never saying it's the easy thing. It's the right thing. The right thing is sometimes what you got to do. And it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they want him to fall down uh, when you got music going and everything else and, and worship his image, the statue he put up. They said, we ain't going to do it, man. Uh-uh. You just crossed the line. King, we love you. We'll do anything for you. And he's all mad at him. I mean, he's spitting and chewing and yelling. He says, heat that thing up seven times. Throw him in there, man. That's not sin. That's doing right. You know what? Well, you got a book that you're reading that story 3,000 years later. How many men and women have read that story over the last 3,000 years because three men got thrown in a fiery furnace? How about Daniel in the lion's den? Boy, I like that one. Oh, king. Oh, Daniel, you down there. Oh, king. Yeah, I'm still here, man. Everything's cool, man. Me and the lions. I got them all named, man. There's Puff over here. And he starts naming them off. He's got little bands around. Have you ever seen people, you in their house, they got cats, man. They got all these thinking big things around them and everything. They got little scratch bars and all that other stuff. Daniel's probably down there and got all that stuff down there. I've been over all night, man, having fun with them cats. These are big cats. Not one of not one scratch is on Daniel. What did Daniel do? He just prayed three times a day. That's all he did. Paul, Paul, man, he's out killing Christians. Lord says, about time I can talk to Paul. <laughs> I got to do something. You know, he never said anything to Paul. He said, it's kind of hard for thee to kick against the pricks, said Paul. He was, he was pointing that to me. He said, Paul, you're kicking against me. Aren't you, aren't you tired of fighting with me? Paul said, Lord, what would you have me to do? I mean, Paul gave up. I like Lazarus. Lazarus was just dead. He was happy being dead. He was down there with Abraham. I, if, if he'd already left his out-of-body, out-of-spirits, he was gone four days, man. Why would he want to come back? I wouldn't have. I'm like, you're down there four days with Lazarus and, and Abraham and Isaac and all the rest of them and having a good time and catching up on old time. To, you're getting, I mean, you're getting Old Testament from the mouth of those that lived it. And all of a sudden you feel this... It's like, wait, and you got Abraham. I, I mean, I can see the picture, man. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses, they all got his, Lazarus' feet trying to hold him down there. The Lord's trying to suck him back up. He says, Lazarus, come forth, and you're not going to win. You're coming. You know, Lazarus, he didn't sin. Why did he die? So God could get the glory. You know what? Sometimes God wants to use us to give him the glory. Oh, man. I remember uh, I heard a preacher one time. Sam get preaches. Every now and then, a preacher says something that just sticks and never goes away. Uh, Revelation chapter 4, you don't have to do it. I'll, I'll read this. It says, and when those bees, 4 9, says, and when those bees give glory and honor and thanks to him. Now, you've you got to you put yourself right here and see where you fit in this picture. You've got you to do it. I mean, there's just no way to do it. If you want to really serve Jesus, you want to love him, and you want him to love you back, you need to understand your position in life. I never had a problem in the Navy. I liked it. An admiral was an admiral. He's the guy with all the stars all over the place. And if he said, jump over the side of the ship, you just jumped over the side of the ship. That's just what you did. Who cares? I mean, it doesn't matter. He knows better than anybody else what to do. And if he says, do it, you do it. A captain is like right under him, and he's like God. It would be like God the Father and God the Son would be the captain. You just don't argue with him. The XO is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you don't mess with him. You never go talk to them. You never interrupt them. You never do nothing unless they ask you to come and talk to them. 
I got to go talk to him a couple times, man. It always turned out funny and good. I, I enjoyed it. I never got in trouble. I got run out of his office. I got yelled out. I, got I didn't mind none of that stuff, man. I thought it was all cool. I always knew who was in charge. And I'm supposed to do what they tell me to do, and I'm going to do what they tell me to do till 4 o'clock. Then I'm off. Then I can do whatever I want. I used to get people mad at me all the time. They go, how can you be like a jerk from 8 o'clock in the morning to 4 o'clock because I'm his? You know, I got saved on the back porch in 1980, and I'm his. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, I'm his. I'm just his. Lazarus, Lazarus came forth. It says that the works of God should be made manifest. And over in that passage, it says, and when those beasts give glory and honor, the Lord's in heaven at this time, and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him uh, that sat on the throne and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, uh, I'll just stop here just real quick. You better hope you have some crowns when you get there. Or you're going to just, you're going to be standing on the sidelines watching. I don't want to be on no sideline, man. I want to be out there playing Frisbee. Crown Frisbee. Glory Frisbee. I mean, out there, I want to, you know, you got to work. You got to get them. And then he goes, verse 11, says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things. You were made by him, not him by you. Amen. What's wrong with a lot of us is we got our God the way we want our God. Wrong answer. Minus five. He made you. You know what your job is? is to find out who he is. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were, they are, and they were created. If I'm not giving him pleasure, I am failing in the, the, the thing I was created to do. You say, well, how do I know that? You get in your Bible and start reading this thing, man. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel, Job, oh, Job. <laughs> Job, yeah, you can't even go to Job. <laughs> Have you ever looked at Job? I can't believe God did that to Job. Wow. I mean, he didn't do nothing. Man, I've been reading that. That's the oldest book in your Bible, by the way. You know how many people's read the book of Job? Got down the end of that thing, and Job is sitting there talking to God. I bet you his smile is like this big on his face. Could you imagine if, if the Lord came and let you just talk to him? I can talk to him anytime. I already know that, but I'm talking face to face. I mean, we'll never see that till you get the glory or that the rapture happens. You look up and all the way up, man, I'm going to be like this. I'm going to see him right there. I'm going to see him. I'm going to be there like that. But I'm going to see him. That's what I want. That's what I want. I don't know what you want today, but I know what I want. I want him. He said, blind man. See, I just relate to that blind man. He's sitting on the side of the road begging. Jesus hadn't even got to him yet. <laughs> He's still talking to everybody, and he already knows what, what's up with the blind man. He goes, I'm going to tell you, man. He said, the, the reason this guy was blind is my daddy, my father made him blind when he was born so that I could come down the road here later on. And you think he don't know everything about you? You think you're getting away with anything? Or when you do something, no matter how small it is, that he doesn't know that you did it, and if you did it for his glory, that he don't mark that thing down? He's watching every single thing we do, man. He said, hey, before the foundation of the world, I knew that guy was going to be sitting here. Before the foundation of the world, I knew he was going to be born blind. Man, I know, 20 years, 25 years, he, he was blind. I don't know about you, but man, I mean, getting saved at 22 just pretty much wiped out the first 22 years of my life. And I don't even think about that no more. And all the heartache and the pain and everything that was in there, I don't think about that. 
being raised in an alcoholic family, my dad was a drunk. His sisters, I mean, I'm talking full-fledged, 100% drunken alcoholic. If you've never lived in a home like that, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a full-fledged alcoholic that would beat his kids till they were, I mean, he just do it just for the, I mean, I don't know why he did it. He didn't even know why he did it half the time. And I got through all that stuff, and at 22 years old, I still got it. You know, I never did say, oh, God, why did you put me in that family? No, you know what I said? I said, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul, man, out of this world. Hell is not even any, any comparison to that. That's like living in the king's castle, man. That's what that's like. I must work the works of him that sent me. That's what Jesus Christ came to do. He said, verse 4, he said, I must, while it is day. You know, and he gets off into starting to hit eternity here. I like it, man. I mean, you read your Bible, and he just starts kind of throwing things out. And you, if you don't catch what he's throwing out, you miss the whole thing. He said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. That's right now. He goes, the night cometh, tribulation. You're not, as long as the Lord's here, you don't have the church age. We're, we're in good shape. When no man can work. You know who giveth the light now? It's us. The church, we're the light of the world. Right now, the church, that's what we're supposed to be. You know what the devil's trying to do is, is darken us. He's trying to put a bushel over top of our candlestick. And he wants to do, yeah, no, 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 no. Don't let him do that, man. I was, uh, uh, brother, uh, brother Joe Harris, uh, the doctor called me today, or the nurse up there, and they, uh, we're going to put him up in the apartment out here for a couple weeks and, or until he gets well and he can get back on his own feet and and then the church, we need to talk about taking care of him and, and getting him some food. And I mean, you got to watch what you bring him and all this other stuff. And, but that's okay. And, and, and I said, we can come up here and visit him. It's a lot easier here than where he lives. And, and uh, he, he likes that. But the doctor, the nurse, sit there and said, said Mr. Elliott, he goes, uh, that's, that's very unique of a church to do. I said, uh, it is? He goes, yeah. He goes, you got a great church. You guys are great people. If y'all are going to take a man out of the hospital and, and put him up in a, a nice room up there and make him comfortable and take care of him until he get back on his feet. I said, yeah. He said, he said you all are really good people. I said, well, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> he, he got silent real quick because he didn't know how to respond back to that. But I, I thought that's just what you did. You know, if more people cared about what was going on in the church than cared about what was going outside, the church would be, the church, our Jerusalem is right here. These are the people we're supposed to take care of first. Then we start moving out. But I'll tell you what, if we don't take care, January, we're going to have a meeting. We're going to have a good one in January. Brother Cliff and Brother Dave are going to preach it. It's going to be our mission evangelist conference. But it's going to be on the responsibilities of the church. Brother, you know what's wrong with us? We don't know what our responsibilities are. Your responsibility is to God. You're supposed to glorify Him. Are you doing that in everything you do? If you're doing that, you're doing the right thing. But if you're not, we're playing games. It ain't going to do you a bit of good. If, if what you're doing here is not going to carry over to what goes on in heaven, it's a waste of your time. You know what you need to do is figure out, what am I supposed to be doing? Here's this blind man sitting on the side of the road. Alms, alms for the blind. He's telling the truth, man. He's absolutely right. He says, as long as I'm in the world, that means right now where he's at, Jesus, back down 2,000 years ago, he's in the world. He's the light. I am the light of the world. That's present light. That's right now. Back there. 
But he's going to go out of the world. The church is going to be here. The rapture is going to happen. The light's going to go away. The Holy Spirit's going to disappear out of the humans. Uh, the, the church age people are going to be gone. Holy Spirit's still going to be here. But darkness is coming. Tribulation. And then after the tribulation, guess who steps back on the planet? The light of the world is Jesus. He comes back. He comes back to get us out, and he pulls us out, and then all hell breaks loose. And the blind man's still sitting there, and Jesus throwing out some stuff here and throwing out some stuff there. And I'm like, man. And when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind with clay. I've heard people, preachers, I've heard preachers say, oh, it's, it's absurd to think that spitting in clay and, and CG, well, it's, then it would be absurd for him to take Adam and, and he's a mud ball and he makes a man kind of look, I bet you he looked, like a, he looked like a Michelangelo man laying on the ground. He probably looked like a statue man sitting there on the ground. Perfect. Everything's perfect about him. And he goes, Pfft. and Adam goes, he stands up, man. If, if he can't, um, what do you think you're made out of? He put the right part on your eyeball. You're dirt, man. You need some dirt in your eye. <laughs> Moms don't like it. Moms say, I got to get the dirt out of their eyes. Oh, man, they got dirt. I remember Andrew went playing uh, with one of the young ladies at, at, when he's a little bitty kid uh, in a sand pile, man. And, and uh, Jessica and, and uh, Richard, their little girl was like his little, I mean, she was just perfect. And Andrew got her all dirty. I mean, it's just, it's just so funny, man. That's dirt. You know what dirt does? It gets you dirty. You're already dirty anyways. And, but he said, and he said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Shalom. And he went, therefore, and washed and came seeing. I'm going to say just a couple things about the blind man and I'll be done. The blind man never spoke. He never spoke a word in all this stuff. Never said a word. He just said he's been blind. He must have heard something about Jesus. I mean, if he's over 20, he, he had to hear something. And he had to listen, and he, he's like, this is Jesus, man. This is not, a, I heard about the man down in Jericho. If that's already happened. I don't know, I might have that out of time, but there's other people, man. He's healed, and, and if he's healed them, he said, uh, he, could, he, he said, hey, go. You know what the kid did? The man did? He got up and went. The blind man just got up and left. His mom and dad said he's of age. 20 years old. The man was never disrespectful. He never said anything to Jesus. Oh, come on, man. I mean, you can't do that. No, no, he, he never was. His mommy and daddy raised him right. The guy had some character about him. Blind. What's your problem today? You got a problem today? This man was blind until at least he was 20. He's out trying to figure out how to get food in him and he's, and he's up, upward, 20 or upward. And you never hear him complain. He's just doing it. He's already come to the realization that's what it is. Never argumentative. I, I see people that want to argue. They just want to argue. Look at me. I'm this. I'm that. Uh, you. Uh, you're that. I'm, I got people calling me all kinds of crazy things, man. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Have at it, man. Do it. I mean, this week, last week, two weeks ago, man, people have been... <laughs> I went up and seen some people, and they said, hey, brother, you know so-and-so's talking to you about you? And I'm like, yeah, I kind of figure... I mean, you can't even shut your mouth and not do nothing and you'd get in trouble. I was down in Florida and people were calling me and I was getting in trouble. I'm like, what did I do, man? I'm out of the country, man. And I, I, I even shut my phone off and you have to call Beth and I was getting in trouble. It's crazy. The world's crazy. This guy was never dis, uh, disrespectful. He's never argumentative and he's always polite. 
when Jesus told him what to do, he said, yes, sir, and he went and did it. What a, what a guy, man. His, his answers, the man was probably older because of his answers. When you start going down through here and looking at this thing, you're going to see that he answered in, in a way that it was a logical, um, mature way of answering questions. And he, he reasoned through everything he said. He didn't just come out and say something like a child. You know how you can tell a child is when they start yelling and screaming at you. If they can't get, get you by this, I, I had to raise my voice to some people, but I try to get their attention so you can bring it back down. Some people you can't do that to. They're going to be right and you're going to be wrong and they don't really care. They don't care what right is or wrong is. They just want, I'm right, you're wrong, and we don't care. That's not the way the Lord was and that's not the way this man was. He reasons through it. And his parents, down in verse 23, said, ask him. He's of age, so he has to be up in age. This man never... For 20-something years, never seen a flower. He's never seen a green blade of grass. Well, you know how I know there's a God? What possibly in evolution? Evolution is about the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Now, I'm total logic when it comes to fixing stuff. I understand electronics. I understand how electrons flow. I know how an atom works. Don't tell me what logic is. I know what logic is. Evolution is about as illogical as you can possibly get. I got an eyeball. I got two of them, as a matter of fact. How does it know that carpet's blue? And you got two eyeballs, too, and you think it's blue, too. I'm thinking, well, they just told you that's blue, so you relate that with blue. No, that's blue, man. Because if I go outside, the grass is green. How many trillions of years could it possibly take before my eyeball developed the right color for the grass? How did the grass know to be green? There's no way. There's no way all that stuff could happen. Somebody had to make it. I don't know who that somebody is. If you want to know, come and talk to me. I'll tell you. He never got to see his mom's face. Have you ever watched a baby with their mommy? They trust their mommy most of the time more than their daddies. But they'll see, that baby will come to grandma. Riley, man, she used to like me, but she hates me now. But she'll go to Amy or she'll go to Beth and just like that. Me? She'll go over and go. And if I'll do what she wants me to do, then she'll keep doing it. But she, if I say like this, she goes like that. They know what they want, man. Little kids, man, got it. I like kids, man. Never seen his mommy's face. I never figured it out how Esther, that baby will go to Esther. I said, why does she do that? And she goes, because I kind of look like Elizabeth. <laughs> I said, okay, I got it. I got it. You kind of look like her. I'm going to get one of these Elizabeth faces, maybe. Maybe a Noah face or something, see if they'll come to, she'll come to me. I don't know. If, they say they make him pretty good now. Never seen his father smile. Never seen the sun come up. Never got to look out at nighttime and see the stars. You know, every time we see something, we usually complain about what we see. This man never got to see none of that. He's just sitting there trying to get some food for the next day. The blind man was just listening to the conversation. Oh, man, he got into these conversations. He's, he gets his eyeballs. I like it as you start going down through there. Verse 11, it says, and he answered. Well, let me read. Uh, the neighbors, the neighbors, he comes back seeing. Now, I don't know about you, but I seriously doubt he just walks in. Doo, 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 doo. How's everything going? What's up? Oh, nothing. Oh, nice shirt, nice shirt you got there. How did you see the shirt? Oh, I, oh yeah, but I, I didn't tell you. I got my eyes back. They've been gone for 20-something years, but I just got them back. I just thought I'd, 
No, I bet you that guy was like hooping and hollering, running the aisles, shouting, praising God, looking for something he could do. You know what worship is? You go to God, thank him for God. You know what most people do? They come to church, what do you got for me today? I, I hate it when people come. What programs have you got for my kids? I'm going to start asking, how much did you give to God last week? Money, wives. I mean, if they're going to offend me that way, I should have fed them right back. But you know what our whole idea is? Is that we come to church to get something instead of give. Man, if you come to church ready to give yourself and shout and scream and have fun in the pews, song service is yours, man. I don't know about you, but I like sitting back there and just singing. I could just sit back there and sing all day long. And if the service, Joe ended the service right there, I'd be happy with that. Well, I got to sing for a couple minutes. Darkest handed me a book back there upside down. I didn't know what to do. I was going to stand on my head. I guess that's the only thing he can do. I mean, it's upside down. She goes, this is your book. I said, but it's upside down. She looks at me like, you're a moron. <laughs> She's right. He never seen grass blowing. I mean, just simple things. You ever went out and seen a field? And, the, and, the, and you, I don't know if it's, I'm not a farmer, but, you know, you see the, the corn stalks and moving and the weeds out there all moving and the wheat, whatever it is. You never seen none of that stuff. Flying, flying over the ocean, you see the waves. At first, he never got to fly in a plane. He wouldn't have flown the plane back here anyways, but a chariot could have popped up. He could have flew in that. But, I mean, you go to the seashore and you just watch the water roll up on the seashore and, and wash away again. Never got seen on that. But yet everybody else gets that. You know, we get, we get so much stuff, we just take it for granted. And we, lose, we lose sight. Man, I got to shut up. I got to shut up. The blind man just listens to the conversation. He goes, he, they're sitting there and he says, The neighbors, therefore, and they which had before seen him, that he was blind, said, is not this he that sat and begged? Some said this, uh, this is he. Others said, he is like him. But he said, it's me, man, it's me, I can see, it's, I am he. They therefore said unto him, how were thine eyes open? And he said, a man that is called Jesus. Boy, I tell you what, is your eyes open here today? You know, the first thing you should have said, a man named Jesus. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I was on the back porch of Louisville, Kentucky in 1980, and a man named Jesus came by. And he just sat there for a little while. And he let me stew. And he just sat there. And he came by. And he said, hey, and he said, and a man named Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, go to the pool of Shalom and watch. And I went and watched, and I received my sight. The title of this message is Eyes Twice Opened. That's the first time his eyes were opened. He's been blind his whole life. He now sees some things that he'd never seen before. And he has to make some decisions. He's starting learning. He met a man named Jesus. And, and this Lord told him to go do some things, and he did it, and it worked. He goes down to verse 17. They said unto him, said unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him? He that opened thine eyes. He said, He is a prophet. He said, this guy, he's getting closer and closer and closer and closer to this man. He says, this guy is not just a normal man. I mean, he opens your eyeballs up. Listen to the way this man talks. Verse 24. Again, they said unto the man that was blind, and he said unto him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. Now, that's your religious people. Brethren, you know your government, your religious people have no idea who Jesus Christ is. And we sit there and listen to them. You think this election is going to really mean anything? 
And some of us will get upset because your person didn't get in. I'm sorry, my person done got in. Jesus, he's already there. He's on the throne. He's coming back to get me soon. And at that election day, I'm going to get, I'm already elected anyways. But once I get there, I'm gone, man. He's going to come back. I, there's no stopping me when he comes back. He's going to say, come up hither. I'm out of here. I already know who I trust. But man, some people are going to get all upset because they lose. This guy's sitting here and they said, we know he's a sinner. Why? Because he's, he's, wait a second. You don't know who he is at all. He made the Sabbath. He made the seven days. He made everything. He made you, as a matter of fact. You're not giving God the glory. They built an ark. He said, get in the ark. They didn't get in the ark. They all died. He said, I am the door, John chapter 10. I'm the door. How much simpler can he make it? But people just don't get it. I like it right here. The blind man, he goes, he answers. He's seeing now. He answers and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, I now see. There wasn't a doctor on this planet could help me. This man walks by and puts some clay on my eyeballs and spits on me. And well, he spits on the clay and sticks it on my eyes. It makes me all muddy and dirty and everybody's probably laughing. Could you imagine a guy walking around, dirt hanging, dripping down his face? And what is that? It's spit, man. It's spit. And he's walking around there and his, and his eyes are starting to water, man, and do all kinds of crazy stuff. And he gets that pool, man. He watches that thing out and he does this and he starts seeing. And he's like, what is this, man? And he goes, I don't know about you, but you can call me sinner. I don't care what he is. I can see. I used to not be able to see. Verse 31, he says, now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man, oh, let me go back. This guy goes on and on and on. Uh, oh, yeah, verse 29. The Pharisees are talking to him. They said, we know that God spake uh, unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence he was. He is. Now, you can start getting the idea of the guy right here. I'm just about to give you just a couple seconds. The guy goes on right here, and he goes, this, the man answered, the blind man. They see he's now. He's not blind no more. Brother, you know when somebody gets saved, they're saved. Their past is gone. And for us to continually drag somebody's past up is stupid. It's ignorant. The Lord said, as far as the east is from the west, this guy is not blind no more. You can't even call him a blind man no more. He's a seer. Not really a seer, seer, but not a Bible seer, but he's a seer, not a blind man. The man answered and said unto them, why, herein is a marvelous thing. This tells you logic, man. Listen to the logic of this man. He goes, uh, he goes uh, why, herein is a marvelous thing. It's a marvelous. We got a song about marvelous and wonderful. I mean, brethren, your thing with Jesus Christ, when you got saved, it was marvelous. He says, that ye know not from whence he is, Yet he had opened my eyes. I know where he's at. I mean, man, this, he's different than anybody else. Now we know, now the guy's going to start preaching, man. That's what happens to you when you get saved or when your life starts changing. Now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God, he doeth and doeth his wills, him he heareth. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that had been born blind? If this man were not, a, uh, not of God, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, That was altogether born in sin, and doth that teach us? And they cast him out. That's what they do. You're a sinner. No, I'm not. I didn't sin. I didn't do anything wrong. I was born blind. 
Jesus knows that. You know, the world don't know that sometimes. Ah, you got to watch people. They'll, they'll say, oh, this person's that, and this person's that. And they may be true about some of that stuff. But this man isn't. But Jesus, what I want to say, Jesus never leaves you alone. Right here, 35 says, And Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? I got to ask you a question today. Do you believe on the Son of God? Amen. I know I do. Man, I know I've already watched him do so many things. There's, there's times when I get frustrated and I get tired and I'm wore out. And I just want to quit. And the Lord will bring back some stupid things that he did in my life that I would, I would think is, is minuscule. And he goes, remember when I did that, Mike? I said, yes, sir, I do. He goes, uh, okay, you're going through time right now, but that doesn't matter. Remember when I did that? And I said, yeah. He said, remember when I did that? And I said, yeah, I remember that. He goes, you remember that? And I said, oh, that was really funny. I said, that was cool. He goes, yeah, I remember that. You remember that? You remember that? You remember that? He goes, it'll happen again. Just right now, you're going through something that you need to go through. Don't quit. Always remember what I did for you before, but don't always look to the future, but don't quit. Don't live in the past, but don't forget it. He goes, those things will strengthen you. He said, that's why I gave you a Bible. This, rich, this Jesus said, believes thou in the Son of God. He answered and said, who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? That was my question a long time ago. I said, who are you? How do I know? I don't know how to get saved. He said, believe on the name of the Lord Jesus and thou shalt be saved. I said, okay, man, I can do that. And he said, and Jesus said unto him, thou hast been both seen him. He goes, you were blind. And I opened your eyes. And now, you, you know, that guy, when he walked away, he was still blind. He heard. That's like Job, man. He heard of, of him by the hearing of the ears. <laughs> Never got to see him because he's blind. He goes and washes his eyes. Now he can see. And he said, Jesus did it, but he didn't get to see him. Jesus come found him. He said, now you're going to see me. He goes, it's the one you're looking at. And he goes, I believe. That guy's life changed right there. Now you're still before the cross. And he isn't saved like you and I are saved. And he probably still, at the, if he lived, if right then and there, he is, uh, his, his sins were remitted. He was not redeemed yet. He can't get redeemed after the cross. I got that. But boy, man, this guy is so close right here right now, it is unbelievable. The blind man followed Jesus Christ compl without complaining. The blind man was changed. The blind man's journey with Jesus Christ started, and he kept going on down. There's a man, there's a man, I'm done. There's a man, and his name is, let me see if I got it on the paper somewhere. I lost it, lost all my paper. His name is uh, PB, Philip P. Bliss. And Philip P. Bliss is a songwriter. And uh, back in the 18th century, early 19th century, he wrote, uh, he was with Moody all the time, Dwight L. Moody. Uh, he kept playing with him, and, and uh, I'm telling you what, this guy, he wrote some songs like you wouldn't believe. Hold the Fort. You ever heard that song? Hold the fort, for I am coming. Jesus is coming. He's coming. This guy wrote some songs. Almost Persuaded. Uh, Hallelujah, What a Savior. He wrote the music to that one. Uh, no, he wrote the, yeah, that's his song. Hallelujah, What a Savior. Let the lower lights be burning. That's a good missionary song. Wonderful Words of Life. That's a great song, man. Have you ever heard Wonderful? He did. He, uh, he wrote It Is Well With My Soul. He wrote the music for that. Bliss worked with Moody and worked with him 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 and, with him and, with him and millions of people got saved. 
You know, he's a song leader, man. That's all he wanted to do is lead songs and win people to Christ. He's a good preacher himself. He wrote this song. The whole world was lost in the, this is the blind man, in the darkness of sin. The light of the world is Jesus. Like sunshine at noonday, his glory shone in. The light of the world is Jesus. Come to this light, tis shining for thee. I lost my place. I'll start over again. Come to the light, tis shining for thee. Sweetly the light has dawned upon me. Once I was blind, but now I can see. The light of the world is Jesus. You know what's wrong with us today? Is we let that light dim out and we put something in its place. Brethren, if you're in this room today and you're lost, you're like that blind man sitting there. And you can't see. What that Bible does and what preaching does and what knowing that you're a sinner does is it removes those scales off that eyeball like Paul had and it lets you see yourself like you are, a sinner. But what that'll do is it'll throw your eyes on Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. This music they sing today is garbage, man. That's the songs you want right here. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. You don't get none of that out of that trash today. I'm telling you, man, that stuff, I've been around all of it. You know what that says? It stirs your soul, man. It isn't this hoopy, holly, yeah, yeah. No, 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 man. This stuff goes right down into the soul of you and sits there and you glorify God for what he did for you. Amen. You know what that blind man was? He's blind. And he didn't see. And the Lord said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. He came to get you. If you're in this room today and you're lost, he came to get you. And if you're in this room today and you can see, the question is, is, are you on his side or are you still on the Pharisee side? Are you like the mom and dad that said, go ask him? Because he's of age. I'm, I, I really don't want to say anything because you might kick me out of the synagogue. Have you ever thought maybe you're not supposed to be in the synagogue? Maybe the synagogue, if they don't like Jesus, they don't like me. And I don't really like them either. I want to be on Jesus' side. You know what the problem with a lot of us is? Is we don't know who really Jesus is. We've heard about him with our ears. But he's never come back like he did to this man and got in his face and said, Hey, you believe on the Son of God? And the, and the blind man said, Who is he that I can believe? He goes, Right here. He goes, I got it. You're it. I'm done. And he believed him. You know what? That man never had a problem the rest of his life probably following Jesus. Some of us have problems. There's another song that says, open my eyes that I may see glimpses of truth that thou hast for me. He has to open your eyes so you can see them. Place in my hands the wonderful key that shall unclasp and set me free. That's that guy right there, man. You know what they're trying to do today is change it. Silently now, be still, know that I'm God. Silently now I wait for thee. I can't hardly ever read these things. you got to sing them. Ready, my God, thy will to see. 
Open mine eyes, illumine me. Spirit divine. You know what we sang over here? Little Alex going around the house singing hymns. And he messes them all up. <laughs> but the tune is right. I don't hear him singing none of that trash that you hear out there on the radio. You know what he does? He sings, that, he sings them songs right there, man. Those things were written so close to your, the Word of God, out of the Word of God, that they settle in your soul just like the Bible does. And they glorify him because all things were created by him and for him, and we were created to glory him. You know what Bliss did? He wrote a bunch of songs to glorify God. Why? So that God could get the glory, so the Lord Jesus Christ gets the glory, and when a blind man said, have you ever went by a blind man and gave him a track? There's a lot of people in the world, their eyes wide open, they can't see. And you go give them a gospel track. And they may or may not get it. I like going down to the hospital, man. I, got these, the, I like them ones, man, uh, how to get rich. You go up to somebody and say, hey, I'd like to give you this. You want to get rich, don't you? Here, take this. And they take it, and then you leave real quick while it's in their hands so they can't throw it back at you. You go away before they ever figure the thing out. But once it's in their hands, you know, I read, they said that Jack Chick's tracks get rid 13, 14 times a piece before they get in the trash can or tore up. Every time you pass one out, there's 13 or 14 people reading that track before it goes in the trash can or gets tore up and just, just disappears. And that's 13 or 14 more chances of somebody getting their eyes open. He said over there, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. You know what I'd like to have? The 100-fold stuff. I don't, I don't want just the 30. I mean, really, when it comes to the Lord, I just don't want the 30 or the 60. That, that 30 is okay, and the 60 is okay, and I might only have the 20. I don't really know, but, but if, I, if I'm going to shoot for something, I want to shoot for the whole thing. I mean all of it. I want the whole thing. Uh, give, me, uh, give me it all. Give me everything that I could possibly get until I explode, and then put me back together so you could do it again. <laughs> I mean, people, we go, to, we go to amusement parks to get thrilled, and, and all that thrills my soul is Jesus. When you get to that place right there, your soul. Father, thank you. This morning, we're going to have a baptism here in a second. Young man got saved. Lord, he's like that blind man. He opened his eyes one day and trusted you as his personal Savior. Lord, today he's going to follow you in believer's baptism, and, and he'll give a testimony about that here in just a second. But, Father, I just want to thank you for letting us come today and you opening our eyes that we can see. Lord, you opened mine 43 years ago, and they've been opened ever since. And, Lord, I haven't always done the right thing. Uh, uh, you and I both know. I don't have to worry about anybody saying anything about me here or there, Lord. Uh, you already, between me and you, you know everything that ever went on in my life. I already know that. And, Lord, uh, I, I, if somebody comes up and asks me, then if it happened, I'm going to tell them, yeah, it happened. It, it just happened. I don't have to spill my guts about everything, Lord, but, uh, but you already know. And you've already forgiven it, Lord. It's under the blood. And, Lord... Sometimes people uh, go through things in life that has nothing to do with sin, Lord. It has to do for you to get glory. Lord, help us always to see, to give you glory in any case, whether you uh, redeem us from sin, Lord, or, or you just open our eyes that we can see that you did something glorious in our life. Lord, you've always been amazing, and Lord, you're going to uh, remain being amazing, and Lord, this world just misses the whole thing. Help us to reach out and get them. Lord, we're starting a revival Sunday morning. Help us to get to the place, Lord, where... Uh, this week, Lord, we start getting our hearts right so that uh, when the revival starts, Lord, our hearts are there. Father, again, thank you for your blessings this morning. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.